Welcome to Socialette, your go-to source for bite-sized lessons in launching and online marketing. I'm your host, Steph Taylor, and I'm a corporate dropout turned launch strategist, helping you launch your digital products simply and successfully so you can reach more people, grow your audience, and become the go-to brand in your space. Want to swipe my signature launch framework? Download my free ebook, The Complete Roadmap for a Killer Launch at stephtaylor.co forward slash roadmap. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of my latest episodes released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Hey, welcome back to Social Left. This is episode 501, The Expectations and Reality of Fast Business Growth, aka that time I became an overnight success in quotation marks because I laughed because I had a few people when my business grew really quickly in 2020, I had a few people refer to me as an overnight success. And it was kind of funny because I'd already been in business for four years at that point and in the business as it currently is for two years at that point. So it was like there were two years of trying all of these different things that didn't stick before something finally stuck and I became that quote unquote overnight success. So here's this thing, right? So when I first started my first ever business back in 2016, um, actually, no, I lie. That wasn't my first ever business. I had doubled in other things, but like my first ever real business, all of the people I had followed up to that point and the people who inspired me, they all had these awesome stories of rapid business growth, rapid success. You know, they filled this need that the market had and it just grew exponentially. And because of all of these stories, I told myself that anything other than fast growth was failure. So when my first business grew too slowly, when I came up against too many challenges, when I realized it was going to take a lot more to scale it than I had expected, I killed off the business. Uh, to be fair, it wasn't a great business model in the first place. The profitability of it was pretty questionable and I just didn't really enjoy running it. But in my mind, it had failed because it was growing too slowly. That wasn't the case. My second business, that was growing really slowly as well. And I pivoted it because it wasn't, it didn't feel like it was growing fast enough. And I was stuck in that messy middle for too long. My third business, my current one, that one grew slowly. And in the first one or two years, there were so many times when I wanted to close it down. There were times when I wanted to do different things. And I was, yes, I was experimenting. I was throwing a lot of spaghetti against the wall and one day something stuck and then it grew quickly in 2020, two years after I pivoted into the business as it was. Now, what happened? So in 2019, total business revenue was like a hundred thousand dollars. 2020 total business revenue was over a million dollars. It's the classic overnight success story, right? 10 X my business overnight. And when I shared my story on social media, I got a lot of people unfollowing me because I don't know, maybe it triggered them that it grew really quickly. Maybe it triggered them that I was talking about money. I don't know why they unfollowed me. Uh, I also got a lot of people calling me an overnight success, which it definitely wasn't. But at the same time, I want to recognize that I achieved that elusive million dollar revenue goal a lot quicker than 
many other people in the online business space. I know a lot of people in similar businesses to me who can't crack 300,000 or 500,000 or 700,000. And my business did all of that in one year. It cracked 300, it cracked the 500, cracked the 700 in one go. But it wasn't all sunshine and butterflies. And this episode, I'm going to share some of those pros and cons of rapid growth and how it has affected my business as it is today and what I would do differently knowing what I know now and what I am going to do differently knowing what I know now. So let's start with the pros and the cons. Pro, well, when your business grows really quickly, it's validation that you are onto something good. When you have that fast growth, it's that rapid feedback of like, okay, let's keep moving in this direction because this is working. Whereas when it's growing a little bit slower, you don't always know if it's because it's just slow growth or if it's because there's no product market fit or if it's because, I don't know, you've got the messaging wrong or there's something else that needs to be tweaked. You don't know that with slow growth. Whereas with rapid growth, it's like, oh, cool. Okay, this is working. Let's not break it because we know it's good. Whereas with slow growth, you might tweak something and then suddenly the slow growth becomes even slower. Or you might tweak something and oh, the slow growth becomes quicker. Um, another pro of rapid growth is that it felt really good for me. It felt really good after years and years of throwing that spaghetti. It felt good to finally hit something that felt right. It felt motivating. Everything clicked into place. And I know some people spend years trying different things to get to this point where it clicks. That is, it can be a real struggle getting to that point where it clicks. Another pro of rapid business growth is that it pushes you to grow before you are ready. We kind of upper limit ourselves. We do this a lot in business where we're like, oh, I'm only comfortable with 300,000 business revenue. I'm only comfortable with 500. But When you have such fast growth, you have no choice but to grow to your new limit. For me now, it's like, cool, okay, my business makes a million dollars a year. Great. That feels comfortable to me. Um, And it actually feels less comfortable to me when we don't hit those goals. Um, But if you had told me back in 2019, if you'd been like, okay, Steph, your business is going to make a million dollars next year, I would have been like, hell no, I am not ready for that right now. I can't do, I can't deal with that. Like maybe 200, 300,000, that feels comfy. I can do that. So it pushes you, it pushes you to grow yourself, your business, your ability to accept what feels or your threshold for what feels comfortable. That's kind of fun. It's scary. It feels hell uncomfortable, but it's fun. And another pro that came into my mind is that it also showed me what I don't want in my business. It helped me to realize, hey, I actually don't want a super complicated business with a million different products. I would rather have two or three products that I can rely on to generate really good revenue, rely on to get my students really good results, rather than a million different things, a million different directions. It feels so nice to be in a position now where we can streamline everything and we can, and I'm going to take it, I'm going to talk about this in a second, but we can take that step back to look at, okay, what do we want this to look like going forward? And yeah, it really, having that fast growth showed me that what I thought I wanted is really different to what I actually want because you can't, you can't know what you want until you are in that space and you are feeling that. 
And then you can be like, oh, actually, I thought I wanted this, but it feels really yuck or it feels really stressful or it feels really like I'm being pulled in all of these different directions and I'm really scattered, which is what I don't want. Okay, some of the cons about growing really quickly, because yes, quick growth is awesome and it's, you know, like great let's grow really quickly, but there are some drawbacks to it as well. And one of those might be that you don't have the systems and structures in place to scale sustainably, like I didn't at the time. And you might not have the team required to support you to scale that quickly. I was left scrambling when we grew so quickly. I was like, okay, cool. Somebody else needs to do customer support. (gasps) I have to now delegate all of the customer support stuff. But it really, it forced me, the pro in that is that it forced me to document the most frequently asked customer support questions so that I could get that off my plate and bring in somebody else to do that. So I'm not sitting in the customer support inbox replying to 20 people a day. Whereas with that, those first few months of really fast growth, I was the only person doing that. It sucked. Man, it is so hard when you have somebody who might get angry or somebody who's being unreasonable. And that's always going to happen. There's always going to be that small percent of those people who buy from you who are not going to be happy, no matter what you do. It's really hard, though, not to take that personally. And I think getting customer support off my plate was probably one of the best things I could have done for my mental health at that point in time. Um, you might also be forced to hire quicker than you are ready for, which I guess is a pro. It might feel like a con at the time because it's like, ah, I just need to find somebody. But it's a pro because if you've been delaying hiring, it can be that thing that pushes you to bring in those team members. Uh, another con is that fast growth can bring with it burnout, exhaustion, mindset mark. I kind of experienced all three of those to some degree, um, you know, burnout with a little B, not a big B, um, because, yeah, I was just feeling very much like I have no energy left for anything else in my business. And it took about six months before I could actually do anything in my business. I was just sitting there the first couple of months. I was sitting there like curled up in a little ball on my couch, too afraid to do anything in case I broke it. I had so much mindset muck around, wow, if it grew this quickly, it's not going to last. Like it's going to go away as quickly as it came. And that actually forced me to do a lot of things that that made me self-sabotage a lot of the success that we were having. I look back on it now and I'm like, wow, I could have done a lot more to capitalize on that rapid growth. And I didn't. And the last con, well, I mean, there's probably more that I didn't think of, but the last one on my list is that fast growth tends to be more unsustainable than slow growth. Slow growth can be sustained over the longer term, whereas fast growth sometimes, or I don't know, usually it's not as sustainable. And okay, let's talk about how the fast growth in 2020 and 2021 affected my business as it is today in 2022. So right now I feel so much pressure to keep growing, keep smashing goals, keep, you know, keep making more, 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 doing more, 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 delivering more courses, all of the different things. But growth isn't linear and there are a lot of things outside of my control. We have rising Facebook ads costs, which have affected my business so much more than most people on the outside would realize. We've had 
massive changes in consumer behavior, what people are spending money on at the moment. We're noticing people are spending more money on things like in-person services and travel, things that they couldn't spend money on in 2020 and 2021. They are prioritizing where they are spending their money on those experiences rather than in, you know, in online learning and in educating themselves. Um, yes, I'm absolutely under no, I, I'm not under any illusion that what, uh, that my product, the podcast launch plan that spurred that massive growth in 2020 and 2021, it was the right product at the right time for the market. And I don't think that's going to be the product that sustains our growth into the future, but it was the right product that people needed two years ago. And sure, people will still need it, but they won't need it at that scale. Um, because people, you know, 2020 people were at home, they had extra time. People were thinking about, oh, maybe a podcast is a great side hustle. Um, and side note, it still is a great side hustle. It still is a great, whatever, no matter what you're doing, a podcast is amazing. I will never, ever stop singing the praises of podcasting, but that particular product at that particular time was yeah, perfect match. Um, and the other thing that's outside of our control, all of our control is the economy. Now, for most of us, this will be the first recession that we go into as business owners. We, this is uncharted territory. It's going to be very different to the last recession as well. And I'm not going to be all doom and gloom because, you know, there are still going to be businesses that thrive in a recession. And we look at the last recession and some of the massive businesses that came out of the back of that recession, right? Like I'm pretty sure Uber was started in the middle of it. Pretty sure Airbnb, all of those massive companies. Um, so it's not all doom and gloom, but we can't control it. It's out of our control. Um, another thing that has affected or how that rapid growth has affected my business as it is today is realizing that we have to take steps back to move forward. It goes along with that nonlinear growth, but yeah, sometimes you have to take those steps back and be like, okay, cool. We're not going to smash every single goal that we want to smash, but how can we how can we set ourselves up now so that we can set, we can smash those goals in the future? And because we had that unsustainable growth, that helped me because it showed me where we need to make changes to create sustainable growth. It helped me set my business up for that sustainable growth. Now, one of the areas that I've realized like, oh, something needs to change here is that my business is so bloated in expenses um, because for so long the money was coming in and it was just pouring in. And I was just like, let's just throw money at that to make it go away. Let's throw money at it so that that goes away. And it wasn't, it really wasn't a priority to minimize expenses because we were still making such a great profit. And like, yeah, that's coming from, I started my career as an accountant. <laughs> I don't know if you guys knew that. Um, yeah, I started my career as an accountant um, back when I was 19. And um, yeah, so profit is very important. <laughs> if you only take one, that's like the m number one thing I learned as an accountant is profit, 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 profit. But yeah, so I was throwing money at these problems, hoping that they would go away. And that bloated the expenses of the business. So that's been a big focus is like, okay, cool. How can we minimize expenses so that we become a more sustainable business? What would I do differently? This is something that I consider quite a lot. Like what would I do differently now 
knowing that if I knew that 2020 was going to be such a rapid growth year, what would I do differently from the start of my business? What would I do differently heading into that year? Firstly, I would start from day one, treating my business like a real business with systems, procedures, all of that. If you are not doing all of this now, you are setting yourself up to stay a tiny business or a small business or setting yourself up to stay where you are right now for the long run. I think setting up systems and procedures, it might not feel like an urgent task and it's not, but suddenly when we had that growth, I was like, oh, now it's an urgent task and I don't have the time to do it or the energy to do it or the, you know, the, the, um, motivation to do it because I was so exhausted. I was putting out fires. So if you can do those now, then when you do have that rapid growth, oh man, it's going to make your life so much easier. Um, and getting things off of my plate now versus, or like getting things off my plate now, when I have been the person doing everything for so long, that becomes, that makes it such a big challenge. So yeah, set up those systems, set up those procedures, set up customer support SOPs before you scale. So make sure you have those standard operating procedures for your customer support before you start thinking about scaling, because customer support is the one thing that scales really badly with your business. Um, And always remember that those little stones in your shoe, when you are a small business, when you scale, those stones become really sore blisters. They become urgent blisters that you need to fix. They will scale with you. So if we can fix the stones in the shoes now, while you are small, or whatever size you are, then when you scale it, it doesn't amplify those problems. Um, Like for example, customer support was a stone in my shoe and it became really, really uncomfortable and I needed to fix it pretty quickly when we scaled. Uh, Choose software that scales. So this is why I always recommend for those of you with online course businesses, Kajabi is a great place to build your online course. It scales with you. Something like a, you know, some of the other options don't necessarily scale. So you want to make sure that you are choosing something that scales because it's a lot easier to have it scale with you than to suddenly be in a position where you're like, oh, now I have to move a thousand people across and all of their billing details and (gasps) their payment plans all just got broken because I had to move payment provider. Like it just becomes such a nightmare and you'll end up paying more for somebody else to transfer it all across for you. Um, also when you're choosing software that scales, make sure you're choosing one that doesn't become like ridiculously expensive when you hit a certain number of students, for example. Uh, I know some of the online course platforms out there, like as soon as you hit a hundred students or whatever, a thousand students, whatever it is, it becomes really expensive. And when you're small and you're signing up for it, you're like, Oh, I'm never going to hit a thousand students. Or like when I hit a thousand students, I'll be able to afford it. But the reality is that that 1,000 students comes around a lot quicker than you think. And yeah, then it suddenly becomes really expensive. You don't want that. Um, Another thing I would do differently is I would prioritize looking after myself first. I was still a little bit in the corporate mindset that I had to be chained to my desk all day. And like, I still sometimes feel that where I'm like, oh, it's 11 a.m. and I'm not at my desk. (gasps) That's really bad. And I guilt myself into it. But when, when you're running a business and especially when you are scaling your business, looking after yourself first is so important because 
it's the whole, you know, putting your own oxygen mask on first. If you can't, if you aren't okay, if you're not feeling good, if you're exhausted, like your business can't function or you can't grow your business. You can't be that part, that leader that you need to be or whatever you need to be in your business for it to scale. So take that time to rest, look after yourself. And the last thing that I would do differently, and I'm going to give you a bit of context for this one, because I felt so much fear in that rapid growth phase. I felt so much fear and everything I was doing, I was acting from this place of what if it goes away? I'm so scared that it's going to all disappear and I'm too scared to do anything that it's going to, that I'm going to break it. So what I would do differently is I would make peace with the fact that it's, it might not last forever. That rapid growth might not last forever. It's probably not going to last forever because remember, rapid growth is not always sustainable. And rather than acting from a fear of what if it goes away, I would accept it and I would make decisions from a place of what feels good. What do I want to do? What do I want my business to look like? And rather than beating myself up for times when we're not growing as quickly as I would like to be, thinking about how we can use those slower periods more productively rather than being paralyzed in the fear of it going away. So there you have it. Those are the pros and the cons of overnight success and rapid growth and all of those things. I would love to know, like, if you have experienced rapid growth, DM me on Instagram. Let me know, like, what have been some of the challenges that you've faced? Or if you are, if you feel like you're stuck at a certain level and you just can't break through it, I'd love to know, like, DM me. How are you feeling? What are your challenges? Because when I hear from you guys, that helps me to create podcast content that is most relevant to you, my listener. So I really do value hearing from you. Uh, if you have any friends who you think would benefit from this show or from this episode in particular, please share it with them. That is how I get to help more people. And if you're not already subscribed or following this podcast, make sure you hit the plus button in Apple Podcasts or the follow button in Spotify. And that will just mean that you get the episodes, new episodes delivered straight to your podcast app rather than having to go and find them yourself. That's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you next time.